Two years ago, when our paths crossed here at FOF, we had been invited to a meeting um, of various outreach ministries, and it was there that I met Lynn, and in that meeting, if I remember correctly, the purpose was to share our various ministries' work and to see how we might be able to support one another. And at that point in time, I learned that Lynn has a real heart for Africa and for the African people. She's been on a mission trip there, and if she could go there tomorrow, she'd be on the next plane there. <laughs> so we, um, after that meeting, she came up to me and she said, you know, we really have to think about what God might be calling us to do here at FOF. And we began to meet, and one thing led to another. We came to Dave and to Jason and said, you know, we think it would be great to to have a sister congregation set up between our two churches, and um, so that's what we did. You know, share with FOF this morning the Kenya Tree Project. What was it? What was it about? What was it looking to accomplish? Uh, last was it last summer? Yes. The the need. Uh, Pastor Frederick made us aware of the need for mosquito nets. Uh, malaria is definitely um, a very troublesome disease there. Um, they have a rainy season, and last year at this time, during their very heavy rainy season, it looks like he's here. He's coming to keep going, but we're not going <laughs> to... And uh, um, he said, we need mosquito nets. So Lynn and I put our heads together, and, and there he is! <laughs> Pastor Frederick, good morning or good evening to you in Kenya. How are you today? Oh, oh. I am. Here we go. Are we good? We have your voice. We are good. How are you today, Pastor Frederick? Did you catch that? <laughs> you know, on behalf of uh, Fellowship of Faith, I just want to say it is it is so good to, to meet with you face to face here today, even if we're we're a couple of thousand miles apart or several thousand miles apart, for that matter. And uh, we're just so grateful that you you streamed in. How are the mis- uh, The from our church of all, and from my family. Right now, we are at my children also. They just greet you. They are saying hi to you, my children. So, I'm taking this time to say we now we have to I know that your, your family faced some illness recently with malaria and some other things. How are they doing? Yes. Yeah, we are doing malaria, but they will not do that now. Uh, and also, we are grateful for the nation. 
grateful the mosquito nets have made it to you and uh, and are servicing you um, the congregation it was about 250 that we ended up sending to uh, to Pastor Frederick and uh, we just thank you so much um, Fellowship of Faith Pastor Frederick is praying for us and and the people of Kenya believe it or not are praying for you regularly and we want to thank you so much for that and, and for serving us in that way Well, Pastor Frederick, we want to thank you so much for joining us here today. I know uh, we're, we're going to be streaming in a little bit later, obviously, with the connection difficulties uh, uh, there, probably you understanding us and us you. But just to see your face and to hear your voice, it's a pleasure in, in just what it means to be the body of Christ together. God's blessings to you. Very good. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> Pastor Frederick, I am going to hand you to Lynn right now. And, uh, and uh, again, we'll see you in about an hour, okay? Yes. God's blessings. Yes. To you. Sure, and go ahead and say goodbye. And uh, if you can make the transfer over, that would be great. Guys, thanks for uh, you know use your support again of Pastor Frederick and for him coming here. Obviously, Skype is not military technology, right? But I mean to think that like um, you know a hundred years ago, um, when a lot of people were coming over to even be able to see the face of, of a relative left overseas, uh, um, how awesome is that, right? And um, in a moment, Lynn is going to be coming back. But, but for now, Lynn, I, I'm going to call you forward, and we're going to kind of pick up um, where we left off. I'm curious, were you able to understand, like, anything? Yes. Okay, some were like, yes, and some of you were like me going, no. Uh, okay, well, you know what? I love what Romans 8 says, that oftentimes we pray, and we pray with groans that words cannot express, but the Spirit hears it anyway, right? So, uh, Lynn. Well, I... Let's turn you on. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. There you go. Wait for green. There you After go. After three, it works. Um, did you hear what he said about the malaria and the nets that we provided, that it went from 10% down to 1% now in their community? Um, you know, malaria is something we just do not understand in this country, but it is killing people daily in places like Africa and communities like there. So this is a huge, huge step in the right direction for them. Um, there are just all kinds of things going on over there. We have heard that 
um, his family, in addition to malaria, there's this thing called in-bone disease, which doesn't even like come up on Google real well here, that they've been suffering from. And you know, every time that they get these diseases, it's not like you just like you know go to the ER or there's some sort of doctor right there. It's a big deal. It's very costly and it's very time-consuming to just get your family to where you go. You know, you don't just jump in a car. Um, you have to borrow a car. You have to ride a bike or oftentimes you still from this community have to walk so everything like that in the midst of just life the other thing that's been going on there is that they've had a very significant rainy season and many of their homes especially um, in particular pastor Fredericks is made out of mud and we received word that his home um, during the rainy season just collapsed so right now he doesn't even really have a home and he's been talking about like how he could even you know build a structure that can sustain um, an overwhelming rainy season sometimes the rainy seasons come and go and obviously his home has stood up so far but this time around it didn't and you know just to imagine a home collapsing is I can't even think of it um, in the midst of it all though there is this amazing and incredible faith um, one that I see and hear through him and one that I felt when I was in other communities when I had the opportunity to visit Africa. Um, not to be stereotypic because of course people are different and there's diversity everywhere, but the Christian churches that I was able to visit and, and what I can understand from Pastor Frederick's church is just this incredible faith in God incredible down into their bones, um, even facing some of the major challenges that they have that come along in their lives. And it's amazing. And well, I don't know, where did Lynn go? But um, her impact on this church and this community and her willingness to share this relationship with all of us is very, also very significant. Um, she is so well loved over there and she's really in the years that she's known this community she's only gone once so she's only seen this guy face to face once and maybe this was twice but in person she only went once and but this relationship has grown and the trust has grown and to the point where pastor frederick has two children named after her and her husband yeah, I, you know, I just have to tout what she has done. Um, and so it is really a ministry that, that comes from our hearts. And um, I think the only thing that I want to add to what we've experienced today is that when Lynn and I have been thinking through this ministry and bringing it to a church partnership, we have always put God ahead. And people will come up to us and say, well, what are you going to do next? What are we going to do next? And we're like, you know what, we're not exactly sure because we're letting God lead the way. And, um, you know, the malaria thing, it just wasn't, you know, okay, well, it's Africa, it's malaria, let's do this. You know, there was just a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of discernment about what next steps to take. Um, and that's how we're kind of going through this relationship. We're starting it slow, just like any good relationship should start. Um, you know, this is our congregation and their congregation trying to join forces in the Holy Spirit letting Holy Spirit work, letting our congregations work. And um, there are great things, I think, that God has in store. 
and um, hopefully we'll have a, a better and clearer chance next time. I think that's basically what though Pastor Frederick said was he was talking about the malaria. They are very family and community oriented, so I know that it would be hard for him not to know how we are doing, just like you know we wanted to know there. So that's why he said, how is your family? And he would be very, very important to know how, how Dave's family is doing and how our families are doing. That's how they operate. Um, they don't operate as individuals. They operate as a community. And when one piece of the community is hurting, everybody is hurting. And that is just part of the DNA of their culture. Um, but I think that's basically all, unfortunately, we're able to get out. Um, you know, we're having trouble getting a real straight answer on that, but it seems as though, because it depends on, you know, we sometimes count members and then do you add the kids or not, but I'm thinking 100 to 200, so it's a, it's a small congregation. Pastor Frederick does a lot of outreach. He does a lot of traveling. There will be times where Lynn will send him an email and we won't hear back for a while and we might start to get concerned and then we realize that he's just been off somewhere doing um, a lot of like um, on foot or on bike ministry that he does out in the surrounding community. You know, maybe Lynn has a better understanding of exactly how big that village is. It's very spread out. I don't know if you were here when you saw those pictures. It's an agriculturally based village. So you have a house and then there's a little farming around it and then another house. And um, so it's kind of spread out. Lynn, do you remember how big the village is that um, Pastor Frederick's church is, Hope for All, is part of? Population and, and geography. 20,000, so similar to us. But it's spread, um, I think it's either 40 square miles or 40 square kilometers. It's okay. very spread out. Very you know spread out. Over 20, people there. A way to encourage you to think about what it's like not only in Africa but Haiti and other places is something similar to the circuit riders here in our own country back in the 1800s or 1700s when a minister would be in an area and then in those days get on horseback and go out to that village there and that village there. We live in a community where people drive here and we come to a central locale. Not the way of operation in a place where you're walking miles on foot or spending four dollars uh, a gallon in gasoline when you make two dollars a day so were you able to talk to him a little bit yes <laughs> <That's wonderful. laughs> all right lynn and lynn before um you, you go this morning we would love to not only pray for pastor frederick but to pray for each of you and what god has been just stirring in you and 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 how you've been obedient to that call all right let's pray God, we come and we thank you so much for Pastor Frederick. We pray, uh, just we, we shout out with thanks, God, for, for 10% going to 1%. We pray, God, for this man and his family who face horrific diseases and pain and misery that, that, that is preventable. We pray for the people in this community who are impoverished. We pray for, for people who are losing their homes just because it rains too much. God, we pray um, for, for, for the needs of, of, of hunger and nutrition and everything else and clean water that they face. And we thank you, God, for their vibrant faith, for the way that, that even in, 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 in suffering that would break many of us, they, they have found you deeper and in a closer, more intimate way that we would learn from them, that we'd be blessed by them. We thank you for Lynn and for Lynn, for what you've been stirring in each of them and for their courage to step out in obedience and make it a reality. God, I pray you work in each of us here. 
because each of us, each of us has, a, has a ministry to the body and a mission to the world. And that God, we too, would, 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 would sense that stir and risk the leap to step out into what you're calling us to. God, we pray. Amen. Can we give Lynn's a hand as well this morning? Thanks. Here's why I wanted to share these stories with you today and have you meet Pastor Frederick. Again, to reiterate, for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about the spiritual significance and impact of serving. Uh, as Lynn shared, and as you may have heard, Pastor Frederick said, malaria is, is uh, just uh, ravishing Kenya. Who here has ever had the flu? Okay, it is worse than death, isn't it? Imagine getting the flu three months a year. All right? Who here has ever had their two-year-old child get the flu? It is worse than worse than death, isn't it? And imagine it being of such a strain that you sit there and you wonder, are they going to survive the night? And then you start to get a sense of what it's like to live with malaria. Now, when, when Lynn and Lynn started this, in this Kenya tree project, something as simple as a mosquito net has this incredible capacity to prevent the spread of malaria because the mosquito that comes out and spreads it comes out between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. and you live in a house of mud with no screens. You see how this works. They say, if you talk to the World Health Organization, that the average person in Africa is bit with a malaria-infested mosquito seven to ten times a day. Now, often it doesn't take. But if you think about it, at some point, it becomes an inevitability. When Lynn and Lynn began this, this partnership here, it was pioneering new ground. How, how is FOF going to respond? How, how are people going to take to this? And, and there's a nervousness that comes. There's a lot of work that comes. And I remember they set this dream. What if we could raise 60 nets? It's about 10 bucks a net. What if, what if 60 people would step forward uh, to pledge a net? And over the course of December, it was 264 nets, if I am not mistaken, that came forward from all of you right here. So to make that very tangible, imagine 264 families whose lives you've saved. I mean that with no sense of melodrama whatsoever. It is a reality. 264 moms who know that their kids can sleep at night and not worry if they're going to be with them in a year. And what I want to talk to you about for the remainder of this morning is why that kind of thing happens. And it happens simply because of this. Because God stirs in a human heart and someone has the courage to act on it. I had no hope for all church. I didn't have any investment with them. None of the staff here did. Do you know how this happened? Because that woman right there wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> Dave, Dave, we, we really got to do something. Dave, Dave, we really got to get the congregation behind. Okay, Lynn, I'll pray for it. Because that's what you do. You pray for things that you don't want to deal with, right? <laughs> but she wouldn't let up. And so then I did the classic line that I have for all people. Okay, Lynn, make it happen. Because if this is a stirring of God, it's going to fall on you. Make it happen. You know what? She did. 
and it wasn't sexy. It wasn't life-giving. It wasn't energizing. It was just a lot of schlag work. It was a lot of sending out emails and writing copy for bulletins and going to, to, to Menards or to Michaels and buying ornaments and setting up a tree and coordinating things. And all of us who have ever done something know all the logistical nightmares that go into it, right? The things that usually shut us down in the mundanity of serving from actually serving. But what's been so incredible to, incredible to me about the, the story with, with Hope for All Church and what happened is that God got a hold of a woman and that woman responded. Now I believe this and I believe this so firmly. Each and every one of you in this building right now have a calling just like Lynn. Each of you here right now in God's eyes have a ministry to this body and a mission to this world. Because God wants to impact this world for his kingdom and for his good. And the way God chooses to do it is not through people like you. It's actually through you. And the reality of the way that God sets this up is he simply takes this, this dream and he puts it in your hands. And he says, what are those things that are a burden on your heart? What are those things that when you open your eyes and you look around that strike you? What are the needs and the open doors that present themselves before you day to day? And then God asks, what are you going to do about it? Because you have a mission to the body and a ministry to the world. And I will tell you, the joy and the glow and the sense of purpose and significance that I have seen indwell in Lynn in Lynn has been nothing short of proof to me that often the greatest spiritual impact and the greatest, greatest way to discover our purpose in this world is when we are willing to step out and serve. I want to share a passage with you today. Paul writes, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that Jesus said things like this, I have not come to be served, but to serve, right? It's things like this, where, where Jesus is about to give his life, and what he chooses to do is, is wrap a towel around his waist and begin to wash his disciples' feet. I gotta tell you, I don't like feet. Crucifixion almost sounds better than that washing the feet thing that was going on. Are you with me? And yet that's what Jesus did. He served, even if it was in menial ways. He served in ways that were unglamorous. He served in ways when he was tired. He put himself out there because what Jesus knew and embodied was this idea that the way of God is when we, 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 we notice the needs of others in this world. And we have the willingness to risk obedience, to step out and serve. I want to uh, share something with you today. This comes from our membership covenant here at Fellowship of Faith. Look what it says. Jesus said, I have come to serve, not be served. Membership at FOF means doing the same. To become a member is to shift from guest to host. 
A member is one who strives to give more than receive, feed before being fed, and serve rather than be served. Membership means living for something more than ourselves and and pouring our lives into the vision and mission God has for FOF. The reason we say this is what membership is about here at FOF is because we believe very strongly this is what the way of Jesus in a relationship with him looks like here at FOF. And member or not, we don't care, but call we care absolutely because this is where spiritual impact is. So I want to ask you a question this morning. Who here in the last 12 months has hosted something in their home? Would you raise your hands? Okay. That was not, you guys got to like have more parties. Who here has hosted something in the last five years? Okay. Who here has hosted something ever in their life? <laughs> all right. We're getting a little better here. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Maybe it was your kid's birthday party. Maybe it was just a get-together, you invited some friends over, you just wanted to hang out, have an enjoyable night together. Maybe it was something more formal. Doesn't really matter. Um, I'm just curious, when you had it, did you do the planning for the event, or did you ask the people you were inviting to the event to do the planning for you? (laughs) You probably planned it, right? Okay, did you have food? Yeah, okay, most of you have food, right? Because what's the point if you don't, right? <laughs> I'm curious. Did, did, uh, did you make the preparations for the food, whether ordering it and catering it or, or, or making it? Or did you, did, you, what, did you call everyone and invite them and, and, and say, you know, I don't want to cook, so it's up to you to make this happen? Uh, wh- which way? Right? And then uh, who footed the bill for the food? Did you pay for the food or did you have like a cover charge at the door as people are coming in going... And you ate like three helpings there, baby, 21 bucks, you know, right? No, no, and then I'm curious. Um, did you clean up after it was over? Or, or, or did you like bar the door and say, no one is out of here until you do your do? <laughs> right? And then one final question. While the party was going on, did you make all the preparations, foot the bill, do all this kind of stuff, and then find the biggest, most comfortable lazy boy there was and kick back and go, ah, guys, I made this happen for you, so it's, it's you know, you run this show because, you know what, I'm, I'm kicking back. Or did you run around like a chicken with your head cut off, making sure everything was working, everything was right, everything was organized, people were happy, people were comfortable, drinks were filled, food was being served, and people were having overall a good time. Right? The answer to these questions is obvious, isn't it? Now, to those of you who hosted something, I want you to put your hands up again and leave them up just for a moment, all right? Now, I want to ask you, did you ever host something again? <laughs> if so, leave your hands up. Okay, look, have you seen how few people put down their hands? You can put them down. Here's my question. Why? I mean, are you absolutely a masochist? Are you nuts? Who, 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 would subject the, who would subject themselves to that more than once in their life? I mean, okay, first time through, you learn the hard way, and at least you walk away and say, I'm never going through that again. But all of you left your hands up saying, yeah, I would do it again. And my question to you, and I want you to think about it this morning, Why? I'm going to venture a guess. And what I want to venture is that I think you have discovered this. 
that when Jesus said these words, believe it or not, it's actually true? Otherwise, why would you do it? What I've discovered is that some of the most tremendous spiritual impact comes when we focus not on ourselves, but when we serve others. What I've discovered is that the greatest spiritual growth happens when we're willing to take that step forward and meet a need to bless someone else. And what I've personally come to discover and what I've seen in countless stories like Lynn and Lynn is that God has the biggest influence in our lives when we actually practice the words that Jesus spoke right up here. Serving so often gets reduced, doesn't it, to, well, we've got a need, we've got to do something about it, so just kind of, come on, God. When all the time God is sitting there going, there is something incredible that I want to unleash in you and through you. And I'm talking to every single one of you here. I don't care if, if, if you've walked into this church for the first time. I don't care if you're seven years old. I don't care if you have medical issues out the wazoo that make you feel incapacitated and impotent in, to make a difference in this world. There is something that God is saying to each and every one of you going, there is something so amazing that I want to do in you and through you. And the path to discovering that is through serving. The hard thing, though, is often knowing how to take the next step, isn't it? These next three weeks, we're going to be talking about the practicals of this. Ways to not only nod our heads at, at, at the truth of, of what God says is the reality of his working in our lives in this world, but how to discern, how to take that step out with an end result that someone like a Pastor Frederick in Kenya can go, my children can live. This morning when you came in the doors, you were handed a sheet. Right? Everyone get it? Yeah, cool. 49 ways to serve through FOF. Some of these ways are to serve the body. Serve the people right here in this place that gather. Some of the ways are to serve missionally. Serving our world locally here in the community. Serving somewhere in this globe. I want to invite you to read that this week. To pray about it this week. To see what strikes you. To see what stirs in you. To see what burdens you to see what it is that you just don't know how to quite shake. Are you with me? And then to pray boldly. To pray, God, I might be scared to death. God, I don't want to do this. God, I don't have the time. But God, I know this is so important to you. And there is something from my life that is hanging here right now that you want to unleash that is so important for me and my family too. And I want you to come and gather next week. And we're going to talk about practicals about how to, how to take a step forward. We're going to have this coffee house out here chock full of people that want to meet with you. That you can walk up and get more information. That can help you take that next step. But my ultimate prayer this week 
is that you do not shirk the question. What is it, God, that you want to do in me and through me? What is it, God, that you might be calling me to? And to be willing to take that risk, to step out in the most simple, mundane, or radical kind of ways and discover what God has in store for you. Amen? All right, guys, let's, uh, let's invite the band to come back forward. And uh, while they do, pray with me now, would you?